Nordin. And this is Hannah Overby. I am so excited to welcome you to the third episode of season two of the Raise Your Standard podcast. We have a lot of good things in store for you today, including enjoying more of our shorter episode format so you can really listen to this as you're on a walk or on a short commute. Um, it's going to be really good. But today, because it is June uh, 2021, um, that we are six months into the year, so we thought we were going to do a mid-year reflection and update Honestly, to me, I don't know, Autumn, how you felt about this, but this year has just absolutely flown by. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was yesterday we were celebrating New Year's, and now we are actually halfway through the year. How, so how are you doing halfway through this year, Autumn? Honestly, it's crazy because not only has this first part of the year flown by, but I feel like the rest of the summer will just absolutely fly by with the amount of plans and things we have going on. So crazy stuff. But yeah, I think... Speaking to that, a helpful thing to kind of go into would be goals. And so kind of where we started at the beginning of the year and going into how those have changed. So just for me personally, I think there has been a lot of logistics and things to figure out. Uh, I had been back in Minnesota with the whole pandemic, uh, pretty much all of the pandemic. And then so one of my goals was just to figure out moving back to California. So still in the works, uh, being patient on that. But hoping to move back this summer. So that's something that is, uh, I'm working on. So, and additionally was getting my toe fixed since it had just been hurting for a year and a half. So got the surgery done and now I'm kind of just in the phase of getting back up to improving. So recently today I went on a mile walk, which is just crazy because that's the longest walk I've been on since my toe has been fixed. So super happy about that. And then I'll be able to run by 4th of July is what the physical therapist said. So really pumped about that. And then kind of on a deeper note, another thing that I wanted to start doing was therapy. So this has been something that I had done in college, but really hadn't revisited as an adult. So this is something that's been super helpful for me and I'll definitely be sharing more about it, but that has just really changed my life. I I go see a Christian therapist um, who's a woman and just really able to share a lot and feel mentored and uh, nourished and growing. So that's been super great. And then lastly, my last goal was to just travel to new states now that things are starting to open up again my travel bug self was not able to travel as much last year and just super, super excited about the trips I've already had. And then the ones I have yet to go on this year. How about you, Hannah? Yeah. So I have a question with the toe. Was that a goal you set at the beginning of the year? Um, I'm going to fix this toe or did that just kind of happen to you? Kind of both. I knew at one point that, well, Because with winter, it was like, well, I go to the gym and I'm not running outside, but I knew I'd want to get back into running. So that was something that I set a goal, oh, that, and then getting my allergies figured out. So both of those, um, I'd set appointments for um, to go in and just see how things were going. But yes, it was an actual goal and I didn't realize it would be surgery that I would need, but since recovery and getting things done is such a long process, that was something I wanted to start doing. Nice. Um, that's really good too, that you set a, like a health goal and you're able to accomplish that. I think that's super cool. I guess for me, for my mid-year reflection and goals I had at the beginning of the year, really, I had one goal, which was to get into grad school for 2020. Um, and reflecting back on this, I don't know why I set that as my only goal, 
because I got into grad school pretty quickly uh, within, I think, a month and a half or a month of 2020 or 2021. Uh, excuse me. So I, I got into grad school and that was really great. But then I was goalless because that that goal was <laughs> that was good. Um, so I did that, I guess, for my goal for 2021. Um, and that was accomplished. Normally, like t- in 2020, I wrote out all of these goals that I had where I wanted to run a second half marathon and swim a mile and do all these things. And then uh, the pandemic happened. So I think this year I was like, OK, I'm going to tone back on the goals. So instead of doing a goal like multiple goals um, that were kind of concrete and bullet pointed. What I did is I did a word for the year, which I like to do every year. But this year, I think I made the word a bit more tangible for myself where the goal or like the word of 2021 was fulfillment. And I was thinking of that as, okay, how can I filter everything I'm doing with my life through? Is this like actually bringing me fulfillment or is it not bringing me fulfillment? I think I might've talked about this in an earlier episode, but with that, it's kind of like an example is, is sleeping in really bringing me ultimate fulfillment or is waking up early going to be fulfilling to me? And I'm a morning person. So the answer is normally waking up early, getting my day off to a good start. That just brings me so much joy. So realizing that the harder things are going to bring fulfillment. Um, and with that, I've actually, I've learned a lot. I've learned some new strategies for what will help me do things that are fulfilling and then strategies, um, not strategies, but I've just also learned areas in my life where, oh man, like if I do this, I will not, you know, do the things that bring me fulfillment. Um, so I've, I've been learning a lot in 2021 with that. That's really good. I think too, something I didn't mention after you were saying that is I've heard about doing the word of the year before, but when you would just talk about it last year, I thought, oh my gosh, I really need to do this too. So my word of the year is vulnerability. And I think starting therapy for me was kind of taking that step of being vulnerable, just being open and being able to accept help because that's something I struggle with. But going back to Hannah, uh, something I remember last year when I came to visit you in Texas is you were just like, I just don't know what to do because I don't have a goal right now. Like I can't, work towards anything because I know you were kind of in the waiting season of trying to figure out grad school and all that. But I think just something I recognize for you and I knew this about myself, but just you in general is you need to definitely have something you're working towards. Otherwise it's uh, not the best thing for you. (laughs) Yes, but I'm actually, I'm learning and I'm growing in that because I think there is kind of such a precious stage in your life where you don't have anything you're necessarily going for that's super tangible and really learning to enjoy that and kind of make foundational habits for me has been really important. Um, Like with the word fulfillment, actually what I've even been learning in the past like couple months is realizing that if I want to like build my life and build a fulfilling life, um, and since it starts with small habits, right? I can set baselines that I just, you know, no matter what's going on in my life, I'm not going to cross these baselines. And the thing that I think is interesting about setting baselines for myself is it's not the most optimal thing I could be doing, but it's also just like setting that hard boundary of like, I will not do anything past that. Um, so for example, with waking up, optimally, I'll be waking up at 6, 6, 6.30 every single morning. That just brings me so much joy. But I also really need sleep. So the baseline is I will never be out of my bed past 8 a.m., and that that has really helped because then even on days when I might not be hitting like the optimal goal, I still feel like I'm setting myself up for a win for the rest of the day. And I can start my day with an accomplishment of like, man, like you made it, you got out of bed before 8 a.m. Um, so that's been helpful just with setting like smaller goals. That's not an overarching like life plan. I have to do this in the next five years type of goal. 
That's good. And with that, what is something uh, that you've really enjoyed? And I guess specifically looking through the lens of your word fulfillment. I've enjoyed how it's focused what I've been doing in my life where I realized, you know, I'm fulfilled by relationships and by people. Um, and I am not fulfilled by being, you know, insecure about things. Um, and just realizing, like, oh, like, is this bringing me fulfillment or not? And I think just thinking about that has made life so much easier and kind of like taken a, a weight off of my shoulders in a sense, where then I don't have to worry about, oh, like, what are other people thinking or what are like they doing and being all status insecure, but realizing like, wait a minute, I'm going after what is fulfilling to me. And that is like my individual, my personal thing. Um, and I think that's just helped. So I've, I don't know if this is really answering your question or not, um, as opposed yeah. to me like pontificating upon something, but yeah. It's helped me focus kind of what I want to spend my time doing and realizing even when things get hard, where I think, especially as I'm coming up. Um, so for all of you guys that don't know, I'm coming up into a season of moving away from the Bay because I did get into grad school. So I will be moving to Santa Barbara. Um, and as I'm coming up into that season, as a lot of people experience when they move, there's going to be a lot of demands on your time from a lot of different things and people where you have to manage, you know, wrapping up for me, my time at work while I'm also getting prepared to move all of my stuff. So organizing that logistically, um, like organizing how I'm going to be spending time with my family over the summer, while also realizing that I have this whole beautiful, wonderful life of friends here in the Bay and seeing that like in the next 14 days that I'm here, I don't have, you know, necessarily all the time I would like to hang out with everybody that I would like to hang out with. So I think the word fulfillment has really helped me focus on, okay, these relationships are going to be like long-term fulfilling and I need to like spend time here and giving me kind of the courage to say, Hey, I really love you, but I might not be able to spend time with you today um, for other relationships. Yeah, that's good. And especially with going back to, I'm just thinking with work and the busyness of the season, it's going to be hard, I think for everyone to get back into the swing of things, but also being willing to say no. Because <laughs> one of my friends pointed out last night, she was like, you have something every night of the week. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I would prefer to have more downtime. But at the same time, I'm trying to see people and do things before I do move back to the Bay. So for me, it's kind of dealing with the same thing, but of having to hang out with people, but then also balance saying no and saying, hey, I need time for moving. And that's something that I'm working on, but it can definitely be overwhelming. So that's good. But things that I've really enjoyed this year. So something's kind of a double-edged sword, but the vulnerability aspect of just being able to be open and just let people know kind of, Hey, here's what's going on with me. I think in the past two years or so, I've felt the need to just be perfect or have this perfectionist attitude of, especially when I get stressed, uh, just taking a step back. But for me, it's been being able to be vulnerable and ask for help from, for people has been super hard, but super beneficial. So I've just really enjoyed how a lot of the relationships in my life have really stepped up to just be able to be there for me and help me out. Um, and especially my therapist just calling me out on things and being able to recognize kind of habits and things that weren't helping me and to be able to step away from those and step into things that are going to be super beneficial. Um, and I think just a concrete example of that is being able to say no to things and say yes to rest time and just taking a step back and not feeling 
bad about that, but knowing that that might be what I need in this time and in this season to be my best self in the future. And on, yes. <laughs> I, uh, I know this is video reflections, but I just had something to say about what you're talking about, about kind mm-hmm. of like asserting that this is like what you need to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love this book. It's called keep your love on by Danny Silk. And this is, I think the third time I've read it. It's just a really good book. Um, written from a Christian perspective about like relationships and communication. And as I was reading it, um, he has this big thing about, you know, powerful people versus powerless people. Right. And learning like how we can control ourselves to be a powerful person. Um, and what he was saying in the chapter I was reading this morning in chapter six, uh, I was saying, you know, the primary task of reaching maturity is learning how to express our thoughts, feelings, and needs. Uh, And then jumping down a little bit on the page, it says powerless people want to win the lottery, get their dream girl or guy with minimal effort, lose weight without exercise and get their needs met without ever having to say a word. Uh, And then he's like, yeah, well, prepare yourself for what I'm about to tell you. It just doesn't work that way. Um, We can't get our needs met without expressing them. And we're designed to have our needs met through a relational exchange. And that I think is kind of what you're doing and being like a powerful person and realizing that if you have a need that's being met or not being met, you need to be the one to express it and say, I am feeling this way. Um, And say that, and, you know, of course, a really respectful and honoring way and not accusing other people of what they are doing, but say, I feel this way when you do whatever you're doing, or I feel like I need alone time. Um, and that way you put kind of like the onus on yourself for what you're feeling and you invite other people to come in and help you or not, which I think is really cool enough, like a way to grow and be a powerful person. Mm-hmm. And just balancing of recognizing, oh, everything can't be done by one person. And I think that is actually something I've learned and I've learned is in the past it was, oh, if I do everything that will make me stronger but in reality that's totally not the case and it takes a lot of strength to be able to kind of let the guard down and be able to just be super present and I think that's really helped my relationships in my life of just being able to let people know where I'm at and still be loved for that um but also I think some things I've really enjoyed is getting back to traveling so I'm super pumped uh Hannah and I and a couple friends are going to Alaska this summer so really looking forward to that but other uh, trips that I've been on recently, uh, Colorado, Arizona, and going back to California. I've been, and then obviously I've talked about this on the podcast, but March Madness went to Indianapolis. So just super pumped and traveling makes me so excited. So I've been reading travel books uh, to really get myself uh, prepared for real life experiences. But Hannah, there have been other things you've enjoyed? I mean, I've just been having a really honestly great year um just to I just think like my life this year I mean most years it is but like this year especially has just been so blessed with the friends I've gotten to meet and people I've gotten to deepen my relationships with and then also just the you know other blessings that have come my way with you know getting accepted to my dream grad school and being able to move and then meeting people who already know friends down in Santa Barbara has been really cool to me too. So that way I feel like I'm not going into it alone. Um, I mean, of course, like there's been travel and other exciting things I've gotten to do, but really, really what's just made my year so great is all the relationships I've been able to make um, and then maintain as well. 
So I don't know if there's any specific things that I'm thinking of that I'm like, man, this is, this was like the highlight of my year. But I think, I think so far 2021 is going well. And on top of that too, I really feel like I am like growing as a person and making good strides to like be better. And that just also as an Enneagram three who likes to achieve feeling like I'm doing better in life makes my heart really happy. That's great. With that though, is there anything that hasn't worked out as well that you would want to either keep working on in the last part of 2021 or just kind of have accepted? Yeah, I think what I've learned this year, uh, which was why I was talking about baselines earlier, is I've learned if I only ever give myself kind of an optimal goal, if I'm not achieving that, I set myself up um, for a failure because then I'll just feel like, oh, I'm not doing the best thing I could be doing right now. So I'm not waking up exactly at 6 a.m. Versus I think it has worked out better to say, hey, here's like kind of like the min max. It's like, this is what you're shooting for. But if you make it to here, you're still succeeding. And that that has helped a lot um, because whenever I set up my optimal strategy of like, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z every single day, it just doesn't, you don't feel like you're really winning when you do that. And I think that's how I've kind of viewed routines and viewed a lot of stuff up until recently. That's good. I think mine is kind of similar to relationships, but I mean, I've already said it, but really the word just vulnerability and looking at my life through that lens has really improved my life a lot of just letting people know the things that aren't so great this year, unlike Hannah's has been super hard for me. And although it's been fun and exciting, I think it's been in a lot of ways harder for me than 2020 even was. But uh, for me, just being able to let people know where I'm at and not have to feel all put together. And I think as an Enneagram thing, that's something that I've struggled with of needing to be like, oh, everything's fine. Everything's great. How are you doing? And then jump in to help someone else's need when in reality, I might be struggling more. So with that, uh, just being really transparent about where I'm at has been something that has been helpful for me, but hasn't worked out in the past of not letting people know where I'm at. And then just on a different note of just being patient in the waiting season. So for example, I'm supposed to be moving back to California, but the housing place that we're supposed to move into is not getting back to me. And it's just kind of been a season of, well, am I supposed to move back at the end of June? I don't know. And then, so yes, but I think the patience with that is something that I've needed to work on. Yeah. And that's so good. So with that, uh, since we're trying to have shorter episodes, I think that's about all we're going to do for today. But to give you guys some takeaways so you can kind of follow along and reflect on your year, if you wanted to, it'd be really cool if you kind of wrote down um, some ways that like, what were your goals at the beginning of the year? How have they changed? And then ask yourself, what have you really enjoyed doing this year? And what have you found that doesn't work? I think this is not only kind of a fun way to reflect on how your year's gone, but also it gives you a good point in the year to make any adjustments that you might need for the next year to set yourself up for a really like strong end to 2021. Love it. And we'll probably add that to the website so people can easily find it. But with that, I think we're going to close. So if you like this podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe. You can also find us on all podcasting platforms. We have an Instagram, so go follow us at Raise Your Standards Podcast. And then our personal accounts are at Dean and at Hannah underscore Overby. And with that, we hope you enjoyed this podcast and learned a little bit more about how to raise your standards.